Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says yo. Greetings, Kooplings, and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack. My name is Donnie Reese, and tonight we record episode 148. We're going to talk about that Switch Pro. That's definitely coming now. Um, mm-hmm. Before we get there, joining me in the Shack, as they do each and every week, are the lovable Garrett and Miss Forrest Minish. Rebecca, what's up, Hello. dudes? Dudes! Going well? Yeah. You excited for that Nintendo Direct tomorrow? <laughs> it's, if you keep saying tomorrow it'll eventually it's, it's, be right it's definitely not tomorrow <laughs> there's always next week okay <laughs> there is next week a couple weeks give time it's happening yep um before we get into all the things that was this week in nintendo let me go ahead and thank those that support the cause over at patreon.com slash psvg so thank you Callow, Barry Cathcart, The Bonesaw, Borboni, Chris McElfresh, Devin Tice, Kyle Heyman, Paul Calico, Michael Masick, The Eggshin, Zach Bradshaw, and Nick Fall Haba. Okay. Um, before before we get into what we're playing, mm-hmm. we had our little surprise partner direct, and I have all the notes that you could possibly muster from this thing. Yes. There's a lot here. I didn't care about the direct that much. Did either? Did any of you? <laughs> no. All right. No, so we're gonna game. we're gonna breeze through that real quick. All right. So so take your time explaining your your games you played this week. Um, <laughs> I'll start. I played. I'm still playing Catherine. I'm almost done. I'm almost okay, done cool. having a lot of fun. Um, I really got back into it, I think, like last Friday night. I kind of played like Friday night and Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of fun. And then uh, PGA Tour 2K21, which I shared some early initial coverage on. Um, mm-hmm. I reviewed this game for 2K on Xbox. And uh, because they were so happy to give me a copy, I was happy to buy the Switch copy. I wish it didn't. It's not very good. Yeah. And I immediately started sharing posts as soon as it went live. It was actually a point in time, um, you guys, Gary, I don't know if you were in the stream or not, but if you were, you probably would have laughed. I was playing golf with Sean and Ryan on mm-hmm. Xbox while also checking out the golf game on Switch at the same time. <laughs> I was literally just <laughs> trading controllers back and forth in shots and uh, trying to capture as much as I could. I have mm-hmm. reached out to 2K and asked for a response before I come and bash their game on on air for everybody and they gave me a few things but not what i was looking for first and foremost like as is the case for often with switch ports of other console games it takes a huge hit Hmm. a huge hit Um, there's a reason they didn't send you a copy of the switch version and they said ahead of time that the switch version would not be available until game day and they don't let you capture footage of cutscenes. It's completely <laughs> blocked. You are not allowed Can't to capture footage. Um, Can't imagine why. Yeah. Uh, so resolution, frame rate, everything, like just basically cut in half. And it's probably not even half. Goodness. And I'm playing on Switch Lite, and my first impressions of the game were portable, and it's even worse. Um, to give the game some some kudos, I did throw it on the dock. I think from a presentation sense, while docked, it's playable. It's not good. It's not great. It's playable. If it's but, your but you only, can go through the game. You can. It's, if it's end. if your only way of playing this game and you really really wanted to play it, you could. 
Would I recommend it? Absolutely not. I would ask you to play mm-hmm. this on anything else, and that includes Stadia. Like, literally anything else that you can play it on. Because it's not just the the visuals and the resolution, it's the swing. It's the controls. Mm-hmm. They're busted on Switch. They're just... And it's, it's hard to explain to people that haven't played it. Um, the Golf Club, PGA 2K21... These games that have been around for, what, the last six years or something like that, I think this franchise has been going, there's a tempo to how you play. It's The entire game is built around the tempo, how you putt, how you swing. They judge your accuracy based on the tempo. Mm-hmm. It's all about timing, it's, right? It's busted on Switch. And, and oh, I asked... That sound playable. Well, because it's very... It's different, right? It's, it's arcadey. Um, I asked them. I was like, guys, this is not good. And their developer responded, and I think rightfully so, he was like, go calibrate your swing, which you can do in the game. He said, the reason that you feel that way is because the sticks travel when you're playing with a Joy-Con is less. To which my response was, it feels the same when I play it with a Pro Controller. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> not any better. Um, I did calibrate my swing. I don't think it helped. I didn't see an improvement. Maybe I'm being dogmatic, or maybe, you know, I can't see it, but... I've played a lot of this game on Xbox. I played 30 hours of it a ton. I know the difference. And the only thing that I can explain to you is if you've played it on console, you know that tempo. There's this back and forth and it's a consistent and it's like a, it's timing, but it's also like a feel. Like I can, I can swing with my eyes closed. I don't need to see it. I I feel it. And on Switch, it's just off. It's like everything is the same speed and it feels a little bit too fast. Just kind of feels arcadey. Especially if you're going back and forth simultaneously with the Xbox version and the Switch, and it's not, you know, you have it right next to each other. Mm -hmm. You're comparing in real time what it's like. You can spot those differences a bit easier. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I felt bad because there are several videos of people capturing it on, on, on YouTube, and they are posting it. And I had several folks reach out to me on Twitter, and they're like, you're wrong. Like, this is not that bad. And, um, and... Even uh, I'll, I'll use Daniel in our in our chat. He was like, "I think you're you're hard on ports on Switch," and um, I, I I maybe I am. I, I only hold them up to the standard that I think they can have. Um, I'm not going to talk about it in depth, but to be honest with you, I got Bioshock and Borderlands on Switch, and I played <laughs> them both on my Switch Lite, and they're incredible ports. They play just like yeah. they did on 360. That's what I heard. Right, like they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. So when you see a port like that for a game like that that can run. And then you look at a golf game that here's another puzzling thing on Xbox, the game six gigs on switch. Mm-hmm. It's eight and a half gigs. Interesting. Why? <laughs> it must've been the <laughs> they way they bought it. Everything. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. So it's rough. It's rough to play. Can you play it? Yes. Is it the best golf game on switch still? Yeah, it probably is. If you don't count mm-hmm. golf story, which I wouldn't right? golf story is not a golf game. It's an RPG. Right. Um, so, I'm not telling you not to buy it. I'm telling you if you can buy it anywhere else, I would. And if they can patch it and they may update it, um, I would. Also, no cloud saves. Can't transfer your profile from console to console. So as a primary Switch Lite player, guess who can't really take advantage of that docked play? Me, because I can't hop Mm -hmm. back and forth. It means I got to play completely on the other one, which I'm not going to do because the kids play that one more than often. And I'm not going to do it anyway because I'm going to play it on Xbox. So Mm. I'm happy that I bought it. So I'm happy that I could report it. Uh, one of those folks that, uh, were following us on Twitter that was telling me about it. He actually came back a few days later. He's like, you're right. Swing's completely broken. 
<laughs> um, and, and I mean, that sounds harsh, but it, it, it is harsh. Like it's playable, but it's not, the, it's, it's not the same. It's just not the same experience. It feels and, and it kind of looks too. It feels and looks like you're playing Tiger Woods, like Oh eight or Oh nine, like on Wii. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's the aliasing is horrid. It is jaggy. As oh, I saw those trees. And yeah. that's not going to age well either. Oh, that hasn't no. Aged well. And, you know, um, for the folks that maybe think I'm being harsh and, and on the graphics and stuff, and I, I'll own that if people think that way. I, I've had that reputation. I killed the Doom port. I think the Doom port is not very good, although there are Switch players that, you know, like it. I think it's a good shooter for Switch. Is it going to port? No. Like, <laughs> it's not a good port. It could be better. Um, being pretty and nice and relaxing and good to look at kind of a part of a golf game kind of important Mm -hmm. that's part of golf (laughs) you know so i kind of feel bad when it doesn't look real and it looks awful and and you know like one of the things i remember is um all the cutscenes, like they kind of run at like half time kind of like wwe 2k did that's also another bad port on switch can you play Mm -hmm. it sure like it's playable but is it good? Should you? No, yeah, it's not good. Um, and that game felt like it was running in slow motion. And this game Ooh. feels like it's running in slow motion. Like when you pan mm. the camera mm-hmm. or when you hit the ball and you watch it flight, like it kind of stutters. And that's the memory, right? And it's having a hard mm-hmm. time loading in everything. I get it. Um, I understand why. Um, I just don't understand why it does it for a game like this when it doesn't do it for a game like Bioshock. I had, I had fire and water effects and things hitting the screen and all kinds of stuff going on in that mm-hmm. opening intro to Bioshock. And it looks great. Even on a lower resolution, it looks fantastic. I don't yeah. I think, well, Sean, you know, pointed out in, in the chat that 360 ports run great on Switch. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 360 games would probably run pretty good on Switch. But as you said, these are like probably a little bit more like upgraded than the 360 oh, sure. ports. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. They're trying um, to downgrade a lot of, and like, and I brought it up on Xbox last night, you know, the console stuff, x86 architecture, different processor, Switch mm-hmm. is ARM-based, right? They probably don't have as much experience working on this as some other people. And, and I do right. think these ports dev to dev change a lot because of that. There are people that specialize with mobile development, where these folks that make, you know, 2K games, they probably don't do mobile development. You know, they have little yeah. studios for that that they farm it out to. And they should find somebody else to do it for them. I agree with you. Or don't, <laughs> or if you're going to do it, just don't feel bad if I come tell you that I don't like it. Um, I think it's, to be honest with you, I think comparing apples to apples, I think it's pretty bad that they're charging $60 for it. If yeah. my game was in that condition, yeah. I would have cut it. If the price was lower, I wouldn't be so harsh on it. The fact that it's the same exact price and it's not the same exact And it game, doesn't play the same, right? It's not the same experience, it yeah. sounds like. and. Even it sounds like it's missing those features that you would expect a Switch game to have, like the cloud saves and the and the capture. Yep. <laughs> and and you know what? This is a two K thing. Two um, K games. The uh, the NBA Playgrounds doesn't do cloud saves. I don't think two K twenty or twenty one do. Chat, you might be able to help me on that one, but I don't think they do either. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of like a thing with them that they do sometimes, yeah. or at least with the sports titles. I don't know why, but hmm. I, maybe it's just cost cutting. Maybe it's like it. You know, they have to pay somebody to do it, and they just think. We don't need to or something. Uh, how mm-hmm. much effort is it, though, to implement cl- cloud saves? Because no so idea. many indie, small indie devs do it for their games. I know. I have no it idea. can't be that expensive. I would love to get a dev on the show to actually, you know, press them on it and find out some details. But right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, will I play it? Sure. I'm sure there will come a day where I'm <laughs> stranded at in-laws or something and I will play golf because I love golf games. But um, I'm just trying to save you guys out there from investing. Like, if you've got $60 to spend and you want to play the golf game, don't do that. 
Like that's not the one to do it with. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my game for the week. I will save 2K and and or uh, Bioshock and the other stuff, you know, for for another day. Cool. What about you, Garrett? Uh, so, of course, I've been going through my Ocarina of Time journey. Still, and slowly but course, surely, of course. Do not, Johnny. do not give him crap for I'm it. I'm taking my sweet time. I'm only really <laughs> playing like once or twice a week, mm-hmm. just, just to, you know. Funny uh, thing is, just if you just sat down there. and played it just once, you could finish it. Like, just sit and play it. Probably not the time. first time. Though. I know. I'm just messing. Maybe, with maybe there a is week. nothing wrong with taking your time and exploring every little corner. No, that's true. Um, yeah. So yeah, of course, I beat the Shadow Temple last week. I am now in the Spirit Temple. Yeah. What? What is it? I'm sorry. I'm trying to remember. There was a it game. Was last week. There was a game. I'm this is completely unrelated, but there was a game <laughs> that I set out to play that I played before. I think it might have been Shantae, where the game only takes like five hours to beat, and I totally spent like 13 hours trying to beat. It. <laughs> like I just forgot what I was doing and played it over a couple times and was doing mm-hmm. what you said. I kept going to every corner of the map and everything. And yeah, I remember coming back and Caroline just chastising me for it. She's like, "It's only a five hour <laughs> game. What are you talking about?" But I've totally I'll done have to that, look so. at my hour count on this. But, Don't uh, let my teasing fool you. I'm just at fault as you are. If anything, I find <laughs> solace in the company of like-minded people. <laughs> I'm the same way. I think just I've played take... Catherine longer than it takes. I don't remember yeah, the, how long I've taken Catherine. I'm like 20 hours into Catherine, I think. So, oh, dang. <laughs> I'm having well, a lot of fun. I, I mean, it. I play a lot of different games, too. This, this yeah. game is one of those like, okay, let's just check back with it. Let's see how it goes uh, for a little bit. Uh, Spirit Temple. Uh, got I just uh, went through the Gerudo village or the valley or whatever uh, the fortress. That's what it's called, the fortress. Um, I love the music in, oh, in the yeah. Gerudo. That, yeah, that's, that's like, like the everybody's best part. That's iconic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm. My wife this. loves like, that jam. Yeah, and it was like I, I could see some remixes with that song. Is like, nah, that 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 one was jamming. Uh, and then I I rescued the four carpenters. Um, did that one seem pretty straightforward to me? Actually, originally it wasn't. Um, and then I went back as a child to see if I had to go as a child over there. And then Rebecca's like, no, you idiot. You have to go back and like save those carpenters. I'm like, okay, sounds good. <laughs> um, so I did that. And then, um, I did the horse archery, uh, trial shot thing. Um, that one was okay with 3DS. Super easy. Um, yeah, with the, um, the motion, right? Mm-hmm. Tell yeah. Them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was much easier to aim at the targets and everything. Um, got the hard piece over there. And then um, I I figured out how to traverse through the desert. Um, that didn't seem that hard, of course, with the lens of truth. I had, I had to figure out that. Um, but I was struggling at the end with all these cacti like running around me. I was like, don't don't focus <laughs> on them. Go, just go. <laughs> I had like half a heart left. I'm like, no, just y- you need to make it. <laughs> um but yeah uh, i went over there um i i figured out to do the first part of the dungeon i guess because i did grab the silver gauntlets um as a little child and then now i'm going back um as an adult and i'm trying to figure out where to get a key because i just moved the the big boulder on on the beginning of the temple and there there's a locked door and so i'm not too sure where that key is but i will try to figure that out um all in all um, I'm I'm having a good time with it. I, Spirit Temple is much better than Shadow Temple. <laughs> <laughs> it is I, a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The boss fight's probably the best one in the it's game. The Mirror Shield, right? The Don't mirror- spoil it. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought he already had it. 
He oh just my gosh, it. no! He just said he got the silver gauntlet. That's sorry. the first part of it. I was thinking of the cacti and everything because it was like such a rush of nostalgia. And <laughs> I'm sorry, Garrett. No, it's okay. It's fine. This this game is what like I spoiled like years a twenty five year old game. That's right. Yeah, twenty five year old. <laughs> I apologize. I like, yeah, I deserve it. <laughs> I look of a guy. Don't worry. Hey, hey, look. Uh, it's yeah. cool, no matter if it's bull or not. It's just really cool. I remember the first <laughs> yeah, time I saw it, I was like, this thing is dope. It. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, a, not a big spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, so um, on to Future Connected, Xenoblade Chronicles Future Connected DLC. I beat it uh, last night. Uh, it took about, for me, 15 hours. Now, I think that's, again, a, a DLC or a game that's much longer than it probably needs to be to finish it. Um, I literally did every side quest. In that game um i wow. loved it from beginning to end um it's manageable the side quest, like the amount of side quests in this dlc is manageable okay you know, compared to the main game um and then um i got geared towards the end i was struggling a lot i was struggling a lot over the weekend to beat certain side bosses and the main boss at the end um and i was actually getting a little um angry about it not angry but like just a little bit like annoying it's it's happens a lot in a jrpgs where you're stuck in towards near like the end game where there's some bo- bosses that are way too powerful for you like one attack will, will kill you but like everything else is so weaker than you what are you gonna do about it it's yeah. like am i gonna just grind for like yep. hours and hours on end and i'm like i did that already and so do and i still more. went yeah and and, and uh, yeah do it some more do that's some that's more. basically um the game eventually told me hey are these monsters too powerful do casual mode i'm like oh no you better not do that game you better not do that you know I've what i did games tell me that i'm yeah. doing too badly and i need yeah. to lower the difficulty i've had yeah. that happen you know Struggling? what Struggling? go outside <laughs> i went to casual mode <laughs> i would too um yeah. that's so this is my issue with every rpg or jrpg it, that it's I ever a lot of jrpgs yeah i get tired and I, and that was my i quit dragon quest uh i honestly think fire emblem might be the only one that i continue to do i quit xenoblade i quit xenoblade 2 i quit wow. torna uh, i i did this one up to like chapter 10 and i was like ah it's enough like <laughs> i've yeah, had like a, you're good i've had enough like I, I i got back in i got the nostalgia i figured it out like we're good i'm good mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah that's I th- I think I'm getting to a point. All right, this is like blanket statement here. I think I'm getting to the point where I'm not gonna like even try anymore. Like yeah. I keep and and I I hope that never happens to me with Fire Emblem. But I admitted the last Fire Emblem, I wasn't like over the moon for Three Houses like other people were. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the DLC. I did love the DLC. Okay. That kind of got go me back. back. To the DLC. That got me back in a major way because I oh I steamrolled that. But the main game. It was a bit there where I was like, I might just quit. Like, like I felt yeah. like I had to force myself <laughs> to the end. And um, I know it sounds stupid because it's a game. Nobody has to play it. But I think about these things like often, like when I'm thinking about future games that could come out, I'm like, do I want to play another? <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't <laughs> yeah. know if I want to do this anymore. Um, ugh, they're just, they require a lot. I'm, I'm super happy and proud of the people that love it and dig it and, mm-hmm. and admire their ability to keep going at it. I just... It's like uh, I either I think it's because it's just time, right? I don't have the time I used to have between exactly. podcasting and everything else I got to do, and I don't want to talk about the same game for eighteen weeks in a row. 
That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's what has to happen. I, and I think we might have when Three Houses came out. I think we I, talked I, about Three yeah. Houses for like three months. It was just every episode. <laughs> I played uh, 100 hours to beat that game. And I, I did a hard classic. So that's basically that's that's permadeath characters. Yeah. Like I already gave up on that long oh ago. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I quit permadeath and Fire Emblem like on 3DS. Like, this is games ago, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i think um it's nice when it's accessible like that is like i can just pump back the difficulty a little bit and they did this with this game and i think it's the same with xenoblade chronicles too there's this mode called expert mode um in the dlc where you don't have to level up instead you um accumulate levels and so uh, basically you're at a fixed point let's say level 43 and then you rack up these points at level 43 that's the same like amount of experience you need at level 43 and then down the road when you're struggling you can then put on levels what that helps is like easier leveling because you're you're just leveling at a lower level and, and by that point but i was never familiar with it and by by the end game i didn't realize that what expert mode is i thought expert mode was just harder but no it was this certain mode that helps you with leveling so i wish i knew that a little bit more i know it's in xenoblade chronicles 2 in some kind form or fashion uh, but anyways, I beat the side bosses, went back to normal mode, and beat the end boss. Okay. And so everything uh, uh, is good. I think uh, this story, Donnie, I think you owe it to yourself not to play through the game. You're saying all the but, things I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear But that. you need a recap. <laughs> you, you, you need to go through like a YouTube video or something because these characters really fill my heart. Yeah. Like, um it's only with Shulk and Melia from the previous characters and then um, the Hero Pond's son yep. and daughter as comical relief. It's like the one RPG that I agree with you on. Like, I love yeah. those characters. Like, and I always say, I feel like the original Xenoblade was my Final Fantasy, like, seven. Yeah. Like, so many people yeah. are so fond of that at that moment in time they played it. I never did. I don't have it. But mm. I feel like Xenoblade Chronicles was that for me. Like, I loved that game when it came out. I yeah. just don't have 100 hours to beat it again. I understand that. <laughs> Um, I, and, and you don't have to beat, you know, the game again in order to get to this DLC. So if you want to just go straight to this DLC, you can, it's completely different leveling, completely different character or just different characters too. Um, and then Melia, uh, she gets her, like her redemption arc in yeah. this game. Yeah. And it's, um, it's, it's played out in a way that's so fulfilling and like, um, it connects with old, older characters that she had conflict with. Um, trying to get Alchemoth back, her capital, her throne, her heir. And she, uh, she they, they made that character so well. Like, it's so well written to the point where it got to the end credits and music, music gets to me, guys. Like, orchestral music really me gets too. to me. And so when it hits that emotional music at the end, I'm like, I was just swelling in tears at the end. I'm uh-huh. like, oh my gosh, what am I feeling? This is so emotional to see this end of the arc, to see her you know, be this character that I wanted her to be at the end. Um, I think, and I think they realized that in the game, Melia was kind of a big, bigger character in the front end, but definitely not in the back end as as much. Like she became very unimportant, but this arc just like totally redeemed. Yeah, they kind of just build her up and then go away. And you never, yeah, I think that's what all the fans, like you never found, you never got that that closure. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. Completely unrelated, but because Mm -hmm. of everything you just said, Garrett, when are you streaming? Tell me why. I want to make sure uh, I'm there for it. Do you want... Uh, I, I can stream it. I think I'll stream it this weekend, the first episode. 
Mm-hmm. I'm streaming it tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah, Re- Rebecca's streaming it tomorrow morning. I won't be watching it because I, w- I don't want to be spoiled. Yeah, but, no, don't. Uh, I'm definitely going to have to check out what you guys' uh, your guys' streams, especially in the the third chapter. Gotcha. But that that releases later, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so everyone out there, Xenoblade fans, if you guys you know have not gone to the DLC, if you played the game at some point, I think this DLC is worth playing. Um, and I think you can mainline it casual mode. If you really want to go that route, I would say like eight hours, nine hours is probably a good time limit for this game. Um, and that's pretty much it with me. Thanks. Well, I can relate to the level grinding because that's pretty (laughs) much all I've been doing this week in secret of mana. I did make a lot of progress. I'm, I'm near the very end of the game. Um, I thought that I would be wrapping it up, um, like, uh, like, yesterday and tomorrow um but turns out when you run past enemies <laughs> throughout the entire game and you get to the one of the, the last areas of the game the enemies totally wreck you mm-hmm. um because i think i've been a little bit spoiled with the ease of the last two rpgs that i played mario mm-hmm. rpg and earthbound and i didn't really need to grind a whole lot in those games i was able to just kind of you know, go through go through the game, not really have to worry about killing every single enemy. Um, I haven't been doing that in Secret of Mana. <laughs> so <laughs> I spent like two hours yesterday just grinding all my levels, grinding, you know, killing enemies, getting cash so I can buy all of the equipment. Um, because some of just the regular enemies in one of the last areas that I'm at were like one-shotting my characters. Yeah. Um, That's so an that, RPG for you. Yeah, that, that was a wake-up call that for future RPGs, <laughs> I will not do that. <laughs> Rebecca walks in, it's just like a gif, just kicking the door down. It's like, just get out of here. People (laughs) told me and warned me not to run past all the enemies. I was like, I don't have time for this. I got to go finish this. It's just like her in golf story. She's like, whatever, Donnie, (laughs) just just hit it. Just not get far down there. Whatever happens. Um, No, but I... um, I have, I'm playing the original version of this game and it did get remade. Um, and I haven't played the remake of it, but I, I was looking at some of it and hearing about some of the things that they did change for the remake. Um, and I can't help but feel like they changed all of the wrong things, uh, nice. for the remake based oh, on wow. what I'm seeing and hearing. Um, they, they changed the visuals. The visuals are completely different and it's more right. of like a, um, like a Link's Awakening type style where it's like more 3D ish, like PS, yeah. PS1, PS2 type look to it. Is it on Vita? Um, I, th- I, I think don't I have. Know. It I think be. I have it on video. It might be. Um, but to me, I feel like the visuals and the music—they change the music too—are not the things that needed to get changed. This game looks beautiful. It sounds beautiful. Um, it didn't change the the uh, mechanics like the ring system to get to your tools and magic. Um, it didn't change the um, the character your uh, party members mechanics um, where they they follow along and they also battle alongside mm-hmm. you and you can switch to them. Um, but sometimes they get stuck with enemies. Like they get stuck around a corner, um, mm. then they die easily because they yeah. can't get free. Um, and they didn't change any of that either. Um, so I, I would probably like to check out the remake at some point um, to see what differences there are. Um, but from from what I'm hearing, all of the problems that I have with this game were not fixed in the remake, and they changed the things that I really do like about it. Um, so I just thought that's that's kind of an interesting tidbit about it. I am really liking this game, though. I like that it's not turn-based. It's a nice cool. um, kind of break to a lot of the games that I've been playing this year. Um, it does have that more action-y feel to it, like that Link's Awakening. Um, I Link to the Past um, mm-hmm. Super Nintendo that I grew up with um the story um could probably be a little bit more developed the characters could be a little bit more developed but um overall i i really am enjoying this game a lot um so i'll be finishing that up and i'll have final impressions on it next week 
I really like the flying and you going up and then going down on for a game that came out in nineteen ninety three, and that's what I'm talking about, like the visuals of it, the Mm -hmm. huge map um, where you're like you're traveling. It's like the fast travel to get to the different parts of the world. Um, It's so pretty, and it's just it it makes you want to keep using that because it's beautiful music, beautiful visuals. Um, It's not a pain to do at all. Mm -hmm. It's a Uh, a timeless style. Exactly. As yeah. I see. I mean, I still play Super Nintendo games from time to time. No problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They live up. Yeah, they do. They absolutely do. That, that makes me sad when they when they remake a game like that and then change all the things that have yeah. aged really well. Yeah. Um, not a remake done well, in my opinion. But again, I haven't played the remake, so I can't judge too much. But I just, it isn't what I would have changed. Okay. Fair enough. All right, let's get into this week in Nintendo. And of course, we're going to start with this week's Nintendo Partner Direct Mini. That surprise drop just happened right out of the blue. Um, I'm going to run through these games, but first, I just want to like, address, like, Jeff Grubb kept saying that we were going to get a Direct. He kept saying it was going to be next week, and he said Friday. Um, the day mm-hmm. before this came out, he alluded to that he thought it might be the one. He was like, this might be it. And uh, he started doing it. I woke up the next morning. And he was like, it's not it. And he started like not recounting it. it. Like he was trying real hard for about two hours before this thing still. He's <laughs> like, it's not it, guys. Stop. Um, so uh, he got some some clarification, I guess, overnight. And uh, I tried to help out with that as much as possible. All right. But here we go. Uh, I'm just going to read the name of the games. And then we'll talk mm-hmm. on any highlights. <laughs> just Dance 2021, <laughs> World of Tank Blitz, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, Puyo Puyo Tetris 2, what? What? I, I always make fun of Caroline. Taiko no... Ta- what? Taiko no Tatsujin. Okay. That's yeah. a game. Uh, Big Rumble Boxing Creed Champion. Sorry, folks, if you guys are upset with that. It's a joke that I've always made. Um, <laughs> Jump Force, Final Fantasy, Crystal Chronicles. Not good reviews. Uh, yeah. Collection of Saga, Final Fantasy Legend. Um, that was actually, I thought was pretty neat. Um, mm-hmm. Captain Tsubasa, Rise of the New Champions, a soccer game. Now, Garrett, I watched that video earlier that yeah. uh, Super Nintendo I put in. I thought it looked okay for what it was, but I was watching it like small in that little window. I saw your remarks and I'm then thinking if I need to go back and blow it up full screen and see what you were reporting that you were seeing. You kept saying that it was like it was hitching and, and having a lot of frames. Now, okay, I, I think it's a difference between animations and then the frames. I think it's a mix of oh, both in this okay. case. Okay. I think the way it's animating in that trailer to me is just choppier than I normally see it at those frames. Okay. Um, okay. It, 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 like, it really does hurt my head looking at that trailer. Wow. Like, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, oof, I, 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 can't, I can't watch this for too long. They spotlighted the next uh, Creeping Winter DLC for Minecraft Dungeons. Don't sleep on that game, guys. That's pretty good. And mm-hmm. uh, then Fuser is coming out this fall, which we've known the entire time. Mm-hmm. And uh, they talked about that a little bit as well. All right. So um, not a lot here does much for me personally. I, I don't think I came away from this thinking I was going to buy a lot of stuff. I think World of Tanks is cool because I know a lot of people play it. That's mm-hmm. okay. Like, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, Just Dance is Just Dance. Like, I'm sure. Like, I've I've said on- not coming sh- to the Wii. That's true. <laughs> For the first time. <laughs> um, have I said on this show my issues with Just Dance? I know I've said it on mm-hmm. streams. Yeah. Yes, you have. Yeah, okay. So yeah. I won't go into that anymore. Uh, Puyo Puyo, I, I've always liked. So that's cool. Yeah. I don't think I want to buy another one. I bought it on Switch when it launched, and I think I got my fill. And then uh, I thought the uh, the soccer Tsubasa game, I thought that looked like a fun, if you didn't want 
you know, simulation soccer. It's an alternative. I wish we had more mm-hmm. sports alternative games. Collection of Saga, I'm never going to play, but I like the rapper and I like what they were showing and stuff. I think the retro folks, I thought of Rebecca. I was like, oh, wow, some mm-hmm. people might like that. And I remain intrigued and I, I really want to buy Fuser. I love Rock Band. I, I love know. these. I want to buy it, but I have no faith in it. Everything yeah. they've shown from the gameplay, when I've seen streams, I'm like, oh, this doesn't look good. Um, I think Fuser, I'm going to get cheap. I think I'm going to yeah. wait for Fuser to be like 20 bucks and then I'm going to buy it and just, cause I just, I don't think it's going to tie into any of the music that I've ever bought in Rock Band. I think they're going to have tons of DLC that you've got to buy that aren't included in the game. I don't think the Switch version is going to like loot, look you know, stellar. And I don't think mm-hmm. the gameplay is going to be rock band, like harmonic. You know, I don't think it's going to be that captivating. I've seen some stuff about how you mix some stuff to basically meet the crowd's demands. So you basically have like this little stream of yeah. challenges, like, Ooh, make the beat faster. And you got to go grab a song that does that. And I'm just like, is that the same? Like rock band hits because it's a rhythm game that makes you feel like you're playing the music. Is this that at all? Like, is that, is that, mirage is that illusion there i don't think so i don't think so either and yeah. in the trailer i don't know if if you got this feeling didn't it, were they doing co-op and yeah in i the think that's, yeah that's that's in the game yeah yeah and it was super weird because it was just about song choices right like pretty, it pretty much is yeah and if you've ever played drop mix the board game which we have uh, i got mm. into it after the board of video games crew tipped me off to it and i bought it for my daughter it's kind of fun for a night but after about an hour like you get it you put down like, a beat, you put down a drum or a vocal, and it plays that specific portion of the song. And basically, it's like Audacity Mixer, the video game. You just mm-hmm. grab this stuff and put it over and layer it on top of each other. I really want to buy it. <laughs> like, I want to <laughs> tell you I love it because I typically love everything Harmonix does. But this one, I'm I'm pretty kind of lackluster on. The Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. game, I've never done Kingdom Hearts. I never would, but I do like rhythm games. Victoria likes rhythm games. So I'm keeping an open mind to that one. I'm sure it's going to be like $60 or whatever. So it know, is. I'm keeping a, a, a lesser open mind to it. Um, but yeah, like we, we like, um, you know, Atsuna Miku and stuff like that. We've played those a bunch for years. So that was a style of game that I might be into, but my overall impressions, I'm sorry. I'm just hogging the mic where uh, it was okay. It was, this is an average below average direct for me personally. Well, I think it's um, it's rare that Nintendo, I think, is a little bit self-aware in this situation that they didn't announce it oh, ahead yeah. of time, that they didn't hype it up, that they didn't get our expectations out of line. Um, we don't see that too often, that they're, I think, self-aware enough to, because the last partner direct they did they i think they said it the day before or Mm -hmm. two days before um and people didn't know what to expect and they had high expectations for what that was going to be i do think that the first partner showcase was better than this one yes Um, i'm going to be honest i didn't watch this all the way through i looked at each game i skipped to the next one when i was not interested in any of the games um so i think at least good on Nintendo that they're not getting our expectations out of line because they know the fans are going to do that. So this is for anybody who would be interested in those games. There it is. There's the announcements. Now we can start thinking about what's coming next. That yeah. Rocky Balboa game is a mix off of their VR title. It looked like the same thing. It's just without the VR part. And I played that game on Oculus and and um, PlayStation VR. And it's a fun boxing game, but there's not like a game or a story mode that would, it's just kind of like exhibition boxing, you know, oh, okay. which is when I first saw it, when I heard like big rumble boxing, like immediately in my head, I kind of think like, uh, ready to rumble boxing. If you remember those, like the, like the old games, mm-hmm. those are really fun in there. And they, they even kind of 
seem like almost similar, like with the moves and stuff, but it's not the arcade. I'm pretty sure that story mode's not going to be there. It's going to be their story mode is basically like a series of exhibition fights. There's no like mm-hmm. cutscenes. You don't become Rocky. You don't train and all that. Like it's, yeah, uh, unless they're redoing it, like maybe they are. Maybe it's, it's awesome and I just don't know. But what they showed and what I know from the same, it's the same developer and everything. Yeah, it's the Rocky VR game that they're just making you let you play with the controls. It's like, well, that's not nearly as fun, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have zero interest in, in all of these games. And Oof. I went through them all. And I watched all of them and I'm like, no, I'm, and so, I think some of them I understand like people like wanting to pick up World of Tanks. I, I've played before. It's yeah. it's okay. Now this trailer, I they're going a so off direction because I remember World of Tanks being very grounded, World War II like. This is like, okay, we're gonna be like Rocket League and yeah, you're they were gonna fly put- off of ramps and stuff. Yeah, we're gonna put funny hats and like pink colors and like let's just <laughs> blow up everything. Let's play soccer with these tanks. Like that sounds I fun. don't know. Yeah, and it's free to play. So that's where Pond Blastball, man, I'm telling you. Bring that game back, <laughs> Nintendo. Um, and then the, what you wish for. <laughs> I know the Final Fantasy Saga collection. I know people are nostalgic for that. So good, good on them to have the on Switch. And then that Taiko game, I, I watched a trailer of it just now, just before. It's a rhythm game. And I think, I don't know, if you like rhythm games, Donnie, maybe maybe, maybe. take a second look on nah, this one. I can't it's a remake it. of the 3DS game. I can't actually. say it. I don't know what it is. I can't say the words. <laughs> we, we can help you through that <laughs> but yeah i agree with that, you actually i remember when the first one there was like a porter the first one was announced and um uh, i think last year at least mm-hmm. maybe in japan at least and i remember like I, I looked into it because you're right it's a rhythm game and i typically like those and people are actually somewhat fond of that one that one has fans so yes. i've thought about it but you know lots of stuff so many games yep um let's get into the coup de gras of tonight's episode let's talk about that switch. We've talked about it and Ooh. and we've mentioned it. We've mentioned the ideas about it. We've theorized about it. Now we have some information to go on. Okay. So um Taipei-based economic daily news stated that Nintendo might launch a new switch, a new version of the Switch console next year, citing unidentified people in the supply chain. More powerful version of the console has been rumored in the past. You might remember the initial leak that talked about a Switch Pro model was the same leak that also talked about the light. So before you go, oh, this, they said this before. Yeah. And they were half right before. So if anything, this probably makes them full right. Um, it was been, it's been corroborated. Bloomberg came out and said the same thing. They've added to it. Um, they also said that this was Nintendo's light year. Again, mm-hmm. I'm going to pat myself on the back for this one. Say it all year long. A little bit. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you, you, you hit one just for no reason. So, um, um, they also mentioned that the new switch, uh, they, they looked into 4k possibilities. We're going to put mm-hmm. a pin in that. We're going to come back to that. The new switch model will uh, feature upgraded interactivity as well as an improved display quality. And today I found, uh, this comes from Nintendo world report mm-hmm. that FCC filings have been discovered that reference this upgrade citing improvements for the system on the system onboard ship or the sock, as well as the memory and the motherboard itself. Obviously, if you're going to change the chip and the memory, you'd have to plug in a new motherboard. That is the news that I'm most excited about. When they first came out with this, I tried to temper my expectations. You might have seen me in the Discord. I was like, look, guys, they literally could just update the storage. They could be like, instead of 60 gigs, you get 250, and it's the same thing. Like, they could. I don't want them to, but they could. A new chip and a new memory suggests that it's what I want it to be. 
Yes. It's the Switch that can do the performance that I'm looking for. I'm not looking for Xbox and PlayStation's performance. I'm looking for decent quality golf game. That's what I'm looking for. I need 720p, 30 frame golf game. That's what I'm open for, but hopefully better than that. Mm-hmm. So Carlos asks, if the rumors of the new Switch model are true, what are the top features that Nintendo will need to add or change in order to be a day one purchase? So I'm going to kick that to you guys. Let's start with Garrett. And Garrett, I want to mm-hmm. ask you, do you think it's true? Do you believe? Uh, I think it makes sense to me because, you know, when we see just looking at the handouts, not the home consoles and, and all relative terms, the switch architecture is a mobile like platform, right? Yeah. All yeah, the it's power based. It's the, it's the arm based yeah. Tegra processor, like the arm based architecture period is tablets, phones, like Chromebooks, you know, surfaces. Mm-hmm. That's the architecture that those are built on. And then yeah. the Tegra version is just AMD's version of that. Yeah. So it's a mobile chip. Exactly. So uh, it's just looking at the handhelds, right? We always see an upgraded form or fashion with our handhelds about four years between the original model release and the next upgraded version. So I think it just makes perfect sense to to put out uh, a pro model next year and to, to have a facelift with the Switch sales and, you know, plug in a special edition of whatever Breath of the Wild 2 or whatever game. And then you, you got your Nintendo hardcore fans and you got, you know, the fans that want to dive in. Um, I think this makes sense to me. Um, I think it is an upgraded, um, you know, model in some sense, uh, just looking at the, the world report. Right. And it makes sense because Tegra already has existing existing chips that are the next model. You know, Tegra X2, they're probably in bed with Nintendo for the next, you know, they have a partnership for the next couple decades just to do this technology and make custom-made for Nintendo. So, yeah. Now, can they have all of these, like, processor upgrades and stuff and still have it be the hybrid model with Uh portability? Garrett seems to think, I Mm -hmm. think you were saying that, yes, they could, right? I have two... There are two different paths, and to be honest with you, I even made the case that I think they could be the same path, but there are basically two schools of thoughts on this. You could go one of two ways. You could support the old, like backwards compatibility, and eventually you have to cut that off, because eventually like ports are only going to run or be optimized to run on the the latest hardware. Um, That's the mobile way, right? Just like your iPad, you know, 4 can't play games that your iPad 7 can and all that stuff. You could go that way. Um, so they could just kind of keep refreshing switch every four or five years with a new model that can mm-hmm. play certain games the old model can't and then you have to, to move up a lot of people thought that's what they were going to do with the nintendo with the new 3ds problem was that the new 3ds wasn't a new generation of of capability it was basically the same right. capability this hopefully is a new capability especially if they do any of that dlss technology that we discussed about on the show a few weeks ago where if mm-hmm. they can take existing switch code and upscale it through machine learning AI and just makes it look better. They mm-hmm. would need a new chip to do that, but that is possible. It's capable. I, 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 I shared the Digital Foundry video on it. You go to YouTube mm-hmm. and look at it. They have examples of what it would look like. Um, that would be a performance upgrade for sure. They have images of them taking like 600p images and making it look 900p. Do you know what 900p image would look like on a Switch Lite? It would look great. <laughs> it would look fantastic. That would be a, a remarkable upgrade. Um, my... Ooh, I have so many things I want to say. So yeah. they could do that. They could upgrade every year and keep the family going or... They could go switch two. 
this could be the next gen. And it's like, it's mm. fully backwards compatible, but going forward after a period of time, only games are going to play here and you force upgrades. All right. There's a way to do both. And essentially the way to do both is you launch the switch, right? Which we already have. They want, they launch the switch light. They do the switch pro. And then the next model would be the switch Two, And you would go, all right, up until here, you can play. Now, everything after that, you've got to go beyond. So if you think about that, like if this is the Switch Pro and it comes out next year, that's 2021, then maybe 2023, we get Switch 2. And from that point forward, you've got to move up. Like everybody's got to got to upgrade it by that point if you haven't already. Or they could keep doing what you're doing. Now, Rebecca, the problem is if they keep doing what you're doing, then I do think you're going to get worse games on the OG model. Like if you think Outer Worlds is bad now, Imagine if there was a pro model where it looked good, like they're not going to optimize for that. No. They're just going to, yeah. it's just going to be worse. Um, yeah. So Neither of you have talked about the uh, upgraded interactivity. What could yeah. that be referring to? Joy-Con fix. That would be the best. I so. Yeah, I think that is when that I heard that, that was my initial thought is they're fixing oh, the Joy-Con. Not- it's not where my brain went. I was thinking a little bit more gimmicks. <laughs> really? <laughs> to be honest with thinking, you. Yeah. Okay. Like some type of microphone or, I don't know, extra thing on the Joy-Cons. Maybe improved like senses, like the rumble on the Joy-Cons. No. I don't know. No, I'm sorry. I, I'm going to disagree with you almost wholeheartedly. Okay. They have a class action lawsuit that basically is forcing them to fix people's Joy-Cons for free. If they can fix that and get that problem off their hands, I think they're going to. Um, I think they would do that way before they would fix rumble. Like there's nothing wrong with rumble. Like that's it's not fixing rumble. It's improving it. But why? Like there's nothing wrong with rumble now. I don't think rumble needs improving. The joy con needs improving. Mm -hmm. I I was thinking more interactivity with like based on other consoles. I was thinking like my brain went to street pass for some reason when I read the word interactivity. So something like that would make it be able to connect to not necessarily street pass, but something similar that it would be able to connect to other switches um, Mm -hmm. better way, I guess. Don't we already have local connection? We do, but I mean, I don't know. It's just where my brain went. Hey, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not trying to shoot you down, but my we do. When, but yeah, when they said it, my initial thought was, "Oh, thank God they're fixing Joy Cons." Okay. Yeah, I'm just not sure. Okay. The interactivity would be the only to answer Carlos's question is the only thing that could get me to upgrade um, my Switch hmm. on day one is an exclusive Zelda game. Yeah. There is nothing else that could get me to upgrade on day one. Well, so only the game playable on the Switch Pro. Yes, if it's not available on my Switch that I can play right now and I need to buy another console to play the next Zelda game, that's the only thing that will get me to buy. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen unless they, unless they, they launch a new generation. Yeah. Um, because why would, why I don't would want you... Them. I, don't, I don't want that. I don't think they're going to. Why would you cut off Switch now? Now's not the time to do it. It makes oh, no it's sense. the worst time. You've got 60 yeah. million consoles sold and they are just climbing, outpacing your best console. This is not the time to do it. And this is the it's time to get those 60 million people that have one like me to buy another one. And that's what this is for. Mm-hmm. So you give us exactly what we want. And um, Carlos, I mean, I'm going to buy it anyway. So on its existence alone is totally, I'm already preparing a Switch Pro piggy bank. I already and have I it. I probably never buy it. <laughs> I have decided that I'm not going to trade my model in. I'm going to buy another one right outright. And I'm going to give my model to Victoria. So and see, I think it's for the people like you who do value that, you know, that better processing, yeah, the better graphics, the better, mm-hmm. which I don't. So this is yep. the upgrade for you. Yep. Maybe. Okay. Maybe if there's some kind of special edition, that's very Zelda E very like 
um, that I would want to buy it as like a collector's item, maybe. I've never done that. I don't know why sure. I would this time. Okay. I think they could straddle the line here. I think you could see certain ports that only run on a Switch Pro while Nintendo continues to support both. Yeah. Um, because, and I'm going to cite this, updating the memory could mean one of two things. Right, they could just update the storage, but I don't think that's what that means. I think I don't, that's not it. The yeah. Switch, as we know it, has a huge memory problem, and that's why ports are so bad. They can't stream in assets enough. That's why pop-ups are pop-up pop-in is so much. That's why load times are so long. Um, that's what Jeff Grubb was referring to when he was like, "If they could put an SSD in here, if they could put an SSD oh. in a Switch, it literally would be like a Switch Two. It would be a night and day difference, and the ports would be incredible." Um, mm-hmm. And I would totally buy into it. And if they did that, I think people would put games on Switch that couldn't run on a regular Switch. Um, like yeah. maybe they could, but it would be five minute load times, and it would be pretty hard. It would be harsh, like some of the yeah. stuff we already have. So. I think you can maybe have your cake in it too, but I wouldn't necessarily hate it if like Doom Eternal, I'm just pulling out, you know, an example was only available on a Switch Pro, right? Like I would, I'm still buying it anyway. Um, Carlos, the thing that would get me excited is if they show off uh, this new thing, they announce Breath of the Wild's coming a year later and then they say, hey, the, the Breath of the Wild game you already have, now you can run it 1080p, 60 yeah. frames a second and it works the whole, it'd make me want to replay the whole game again. Yeah, <laughs> just to go back and redo it. <laughs> um, so, and I believe it's real. I mean, FCC filings, Bloomberg. Um, it came from. Oh man, I forgot his name. Mochi, Mochi, the guy, the, the guy that writes about. for them. Like he, he's yeah. done this about seven times, and he was all over the original Switch. And I've been following him since Wii U and 3DS days. Um, he wouldn't have published that story, I don't think, if it wasn't if he didn't have something to go off of. Mm-hmm. To be pers- to be honest, so I think it's real, and I think the timing is right. Um, and I hope that they keep you know they keep the Switch train going, and I think they will. Like I said, mm-hmm. I think you don't launch a new generation until you kind of get this to taper off a bit and then you do switch two and switch two is going to be fully backwards compatible and all of your account and everything's going to happen. It's just going to be that much better and everybody's going to upgrade again. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I hope so. I, so Carlos, for me, um, I'm totally with Donnie. I'm, I'm on board to get this if it's improved everything and it's, it's a much better improvement. I need, I need to see real differences in these games. Uh, and I think of also when I think of these upgraded technologies, I think of price point as well. You can't put this price too much. All right. We can load it in whatever we want. It cannot be $500. It I cannot be even $400. I think it me. would replace the skew that we have. I just think the OG yes. dock switch would be phased out. Like that one would go away and this okay. one would become the new one. Um, okay. Because, I mean, we're, we're going to what, four years on switch? They're making a killing uh, next off year's that the fourth chip. year, yeah. Like they're yeah. making a killing off that Tegra chip. That Tegra chip was old when they put it in. Yep. <laughs> it that's, was it was it. two or three years on the market when they adopted it. And it is like mm-hmm. seven or eight years on market now. So they're making a killing off of that model with that little dock and everything. So I think they would just price it two ninety nine and it just is the mm-hmm. new thing. And and I think people yeah. would upgrade. Yeah. And some other small things I would like on the Switch. Um Bluetooth audio. Uh, that could be I, a pro feature. That mm-hmm. needs that needs to be it, man, because I output my docked switch to a monitor with no audio at all. I always have to connect it wired to the switch dock. Yep. I don't want to do that anymore. I and then would also love to be able to use these with it, it without exactly. buying like a little extra thing. That could be yep. interactivity. That could, that could be. be. That could be and too. then um a D pad that's actually decent. 
Now I know Could they're not too. probably going to do that because you're still are able to like probably take the joy cons out and pull it to the side. I'm going to disagree with you. I think yeah. if you're going to do a pro and they're already putting the D pad on the light, I think that's actually a selling feature that they will throw on there. They already not have really. the part for it. They throw the D pad on and like, this is the pro way of playing our games. Interesting. I absolutely think that might be mm-hmm. the case. I could mm-hmm. totally see that happening. We're talking about a company that put a, uh, a Lenovo nub on the thing. They were like, you need, you need the C stick. We're like, it's not even a C stick. <laughs> like we've seen it's a, a C stick. Nub. That's not it. <laughs> um, okay. 4k is interesting. Okay. I don't think that's possible at all. <laughs> I want, I, I, and I want to mention a little bit about this. Okay. So this, is, have, yeah, this is what Garrett was talking about. Go yeah. on. Okay. DLSS. Yep. I I've taken machine learning. I've taken a class about it. I know what deep learning is that's a fancy term. I don't know why they call it, but it is just a fancy term. Super sampling. Yep. Okay. So machine learning, what it does, it takes the existing, you know, data it has and tries to predict what's um, what's kind of an upscaling thing. So think of a picture that has four squares, two by two matrix, and then you're basically stretching it to a three by three matrix. So nine squares, and it's predicting that gradient between those four squares. The, abil- the power to do that is much, much less to, to upscale than to actually do the true, you know, yep. like 4K 100%. or whatever. Now, I want to interest in these words. It's not saying that every game is going to run 4K. That's definitely not. When I heard what, that Nintendo same. looked into 4K possibilities, I'm not going to lie to you. My initial impression was that maybe it could stream at 4K. Okay. That's what yeah. I was thinking of, like maybe Hulu or YouTube or whatever could stream at 4K. I mm. even with super sampling, I don't think that I mean yeah, no, even even with though. super sampling yeah. and a new chip, I don't think they could cuz here's the thing, to super sample to 4K, you still got to put out a pretty good image. And yeah. I don't think with a new chip and even if they had an SSD, which I also I'm not hoping for. An SSD yeah, in a tablet just either. doesn't sound yeah. like Nintendo at all. It's like, that's ridiculous. That's absurd. Like, maybe if it was NVIDIA making it, sure, but N- Nintendo, no, they're not going to do that. Yeah. So, I'm really trying to limit my expectations here. I think the new chip and everything, like, I think what we might see is a 720p output that can be super sampled to 1080, 1080. and a 1080p yeah. docked output that be super sampled to maybe 1440. Maybe. That, that's that's what I'm expecting too. Yeah. Unless they have a really nice game that they want to set out apart. Yeah. Um, but, but they can try. I can't tell you what a big upgrade it would be if they could get all games rendering at native 720 out of the box. Cause we oh, that would be big. We can't do that now. Overwatch yeah. dips. Uh, Doom dips like every po- every port that we know dips below 720, and yeah. sometimes it's egregious. When you see a game running at 300, you're like, "What the hell? What what year are we in?" And and I and I appreciate those that say they don't care about graphics and things like that. But guys, we saw the video for like Outer Worlds. Like that's you oh don't gosh, watch. like that's, that's just that's a, <laughs> that's yeah that's horrendous. Like that's embarrassing. You don't want that on your console. Even that's in, PS2. Yeah, like. it's like what are we doing here, guys? Like we're going backwards. Um, exactly. So a new chip, faster memory. Maybe they've got something that they can tap into that's not SSD or something. Um, mm-hmm. But man, if they can get a native output to 720p, that is actually worth upgrading for me. I will actually yep. pay for that. Yeah, so me too. I'm real excited. And it would probably be like a new 3DS. I'll buy it. And in two years, they'll come out with a new one. I'll have to buy another we'll one. Buy it again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on my fourth 3DS. Um, and I've been saying, that is how they get you. And I've been, um, I think I said this two years ago when the, when the new consoles were announced, 
I would save a Switch Pro until Breath of the Wild is ready. Breath of the Wild 2. And I would make sure that I show the new console with that game. And I'd be like, yes. look at I how great Breath of the Wild to, 2 is. have to have that or um, even like Metroid Prime, Bayonetta, something that's going to be flashy and mm-hmm. really shows off what it can do. Yep. And they could launch it before, right? They could update some. So the thing with super sampling is that it can just automatically apply to games that already exist. Yeah. So they could launch it before it, but I think you show those two things together. I think you kick it off with a bang. Here's our new console. Here's how awesome it is. And here's what it's going to do to Breath of the Wild 2. And now everybody that's watching that show goes, well, got to buy another one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because you don't want to be left out. You don't want to play yeah. 640p Zelda. It's not fun. So with the new Nintendo 3DS, it was I'll Super Smash Bros. I'll be all alone doing it. You're I'll get be the only one. one with my OG. You're going to get a I new have one. My, I never upgraded my 3DS. I still have my original pink are, the, are, are those the same yeah. things? Even the new 3DS is still like 480p. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know. <laughs> Not much saying. difference. Never, like never we're going to be playing Zelda in beautiful HD, and she's going to be playing like Pong Zelda. <laughs> you can just see the frame. <laughs> she boots it up. It's it just Zelda already. 2. They just like a bait and switch. Just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be by my lonesome. It's okay. Oh, uh, man. Guys, I'm real, real, real excited. Uh, Gamescom. Opening night live was today, and we saw Jurassic World Evolution announced for the Switch coming out in November. Uh, Warhammer Age of Sigmar Stormground coming to yeah. Switch next year. That's a that's a name. That's a something. Yeah, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga had a trailer. Uh, this came out a few days ago. This game has been delayed to early next yeah. year. That's a bummer for me. This has been one of my Switch things that I've been talking about. Like, Switch has no games. It's like, man, Skywalker, Skywalker Saga's coming. And I'm actually like, I, I'm not Star Wars guy. I'm mm-hmm. oddly really excited for this game. They were remaking nine games and giving them to you for one price. I was like, what a collection. What a, this is a must buy. So, yeah, yeah. uh, sad to see it's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit delayed. Struggling is out on Switch today. Uh, Little Nightmares 2 comes out February 11th. You guys ever play that? No, uh, no, I haven't played mm. the first one. I played it. It wasn't my thing. And uh, Turrican, an old Metroid-like game originally released in the Commodore 64, is getting a 30th, 30th anniversary anthology on Switch. Next coup de gras to talk about. And for those of you in the chat has been following us on Twitter and stuff for a while now, we're going to talk about the next Direct because we are officially on Direct Watch 2020 as uh, our one-year anniversary since the last Switch is, is passed, right? We have Woo-hoo. been on direct watch, I feel like, since me and Garrett joined the show. Sure. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> but now we're officially on direct watch because yeah. Jeff Grubb said on our show, we're going to have a full Nintendo Direct by mid-September. He has he since alluded to it on Twitter, and he has since told me a date. <laughs> so yeah. I'm on full direct watch. Like, I'm ecstatic. I'm expecting an announcement, um, you know, probably not next week, but shortly thereafter. Guys, we're like 15-ish days away. So there's so many naysayers about this. Um, And I think there is reason, whether you believe in this talk that's on Twitter or not, there is reason to believe that we will be getting something in the next couple of weeks. We have to. Um, Yeah. Like literally at this point, we have to. (laughs) It's the end of the room. There's no holiday game for for the Switch. They, I mean, they, they have to have something. Yep. Do you want to talk about the briefing? Um, yeah. So and Nintendo announced the management briefing session that they're calling on September 16th. Um, Jeff Grubb 100% believes that this is that the direct will happen before this. Um, this is not a routine meeting for them. So for you guys are hearing briefing or management thing, you might think of um, kind of the annual quarterly reports they do on financials. And sometimes a game or two gets leaked and usually not a game, but they usually say we've got game 
X, Y, and Z planned for the next year. And then everybody starts trying to speculate. This isn't that. This is not normal. I think we should be expecting a change in management. We should be expecting an mm. announcement of some kind for them to call this special briefing. Um, it sounds like after they make a big announcement on their first party software and stuff. So it sounds like maybe they're going to save this direct to send out the good news while they announce this other news. I don't think it's the president. Um, so we've got, um, so Kimishima took over for Awada. He was the interim guy until they passed over to Shintaro Furukawa, who we've had for about the last two years. Furukawa is like, I don't know, he's like 48 or something. I thought I wrote down. He's the sixth president in Nintendo's entire history. So they don't bring people in and then bounce them out. Like that's right. not happening. He's not leaving. Um, I'm going to say it. <laughs> people want to hear it. It could possibly be the retirement of Miyamoto. Um, I think that's possible. It's been alluded to. It could also be the retirement of Takeda. It could be the retirement of both of them. Any of you guys follow like, uh, when Furukawa came over as an interim, he made, um, Takeda and Miyamoto and Te- Tezuka, like these Nintendo fellows of like certain things. That was their title. So it was like creative fellow and technology fellows, basically just, you know, like this high end figurehead that can just, you, know, people <laughs> you just walk around to. the building. Pretty much. We're going to give you some money. You just hang out. Guys, Miyamoto 67. <laughs> He's old You now. said that you'd think that people will be sad. I think that's kind of the talk that people feel like it's ready. Re- they're ready for him to retire. Don't you uh, think? I am. I think. Folks like us that maybe follow it really closely are. I think it's ready for Nintendo to turn the page. Um, not it's not on Miyamoto. It would, it would be. It's been a new era. So that's and that's the reason. It's been a new era at Nintendo for ten or fifteen years, but we don't mm-hmm. know it because we always see Tezuka and we always see Miyamoto. And like yeah. it would be. It. I think it might be time to to turn the page. And um, I'm not saying that's what's happening. I don't know that that's what's happening. I'm just telling you that. This news, if you're trying to read the tea leaves, I think the tea leaves can lead you to this conclusion. Now, maybe I'm just completely wrong. Probably am. I don't know. But you know <laughs> this day is going to happen at some point. It's not going to die there. Right? He's, he's going to retire. Didn't like his uh, the financial scheme, he makes like $1.7 million a year to just be a figurehead. Like he's just, just walking around. And he's yeah. earned it. Like, he course. created Mario. Like, he he you know, literally like, everything. Yeah, he literally has earned it. But um, I'm not. Again, I'm not saying it is. I don't know it is. I don't have no insider information. I'm just telling you that that briefing and why they're scheduling it and why they're doing it. It's not it's like, something. It's something. It's not a nothing thing, or it wouldn't be a thing. Like it's it's something. Mm-hmm. And what could something be? It, it would make sense as well to have some kind of direct or announcement or something else that they can offer for that. So it's not, you're right, that it's not just them announcing whatever it is that they're going to be announcing during that. A few that days briefing. after you announce a Mario anniversary celebration of all things that are great Mario, and then you celebrate the, the retirement of the person who created it's an it. An accumulation, yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you guys who don't know who Genio, uh, Genio Takeda is, he's like their R&D technology guy. So 3DS, Wii U, he's done all the mm-hmm. system architecture and stuff. He's like 71, he's still there. So, um, and you know, it's time, it's time for Koizumi, which one of the cool things about Switch is we've got to really see him and stuff. It's, it's, it's time to, to, to start bringing up these new folks and showing, letting them be on screen and letting them get known and seen for the things that they're doing, you know, and, and all the things that Mario Odyssey and stuff are doing. So I would applaud, not Miyamoto retiring. I don't want him to go away, but just mm-hmm. applaud the career that was. And it's like, dude, why are you still working? I would have left years oh, ago. Yeah. Like <laughs> 15 years ago. I was like, guys, I'm done. I'm I have out. enough money. Peace. Yeah. It you know, will be sad because he is so iconic. It will, it will mm-hmm. be sad. People will be, 
um, nostalgic and they will be reminiscent. And I would imagine we will go through all kinds of social, you know, I don't want to say memes, but, you know, celebrations mm-hmm. and gifts and things for all the things. And he deserves it. He's like the for father sure. of video gaming. I mean, in all so many ways, he's he's so important to Nintendo and video games overall. And again, I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying I'm trying to read the tea leaves. And I think that's possibly what yeah. could be happening. We, I think we still that, don't know. And, yeah, yeah, we don't know. I just I think it could be. It makes sense. Um, and I did want to mention that, you know. A couple weeks ago, after we had Grub on, we announced on Twitter that he gave us uh, a secret. <laughs> he told us something that's happening. Super, super secret. And uh, it has I, not been revealed yet. It has not been revealed yet, and it bucks the trend. And I am really excited about this this announcement. Mm-hmm. We're not going to tell you what it is. We have all but told people that pay attention to us what it is. The truth is out there. <laughs> if you were in our Discord, <laughs> we all but told you. Um, I'm very, very excited. I did reach out when it wasn't shown. Mm-hmm. And I was told, oh, by the way, yeah, they're holding this for the direct. It does seem, even though it's something that I think could have been in either one of the um, the showcases that we've had, it, it is, I think, a, a title that wouldn't surprise me to show up in a direct. And it, it has to. It's not something that they're going to just drop randomly on Twitter. And right. I agree. And it, it, it bucks the trend because they didn't do it. The Nintendo Indie before you know like with some historical stuff but again i think sometimes we read so much into that and it doesn't matter um i think for many many reasons which i'll explain after it happens um but here's the thing guys it's not just grub after grub i was when we started tweeting about it i had other people tell me they're like yeah we knew so it's yeah it's a thing it's totally gonna happen and i can't wait to tell you guys about it but i just wanted anybody that's out there has been waiting for us to address it i just wanted to let you guys know that it's still coming don't don't and it points toward the direct happening i think yeah, well, yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. So very, very, very excited. And you should be excited too. Now, here's the thing. Um, when I say I'm very, very excited, I am very, very excited. When yes. I tell other people, they're not excited. So that's we're just little, like, okay. Yeah. yeah they're like, cool. oh, I had one person. I had one person I told. He was like, duh. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, but I will tell you all the reasons that I'm excited. Let's get into some chat questions. Yeah. Captain Jack Arrow wants to know, what do you believe will be the next step for Nintendo's online service? Would you pay, I think, whatever the price is that we're paying right now, $20 per single account just for adding N64 games? Or should there be something more to justify an increase to the subscription fee? Oh, he's saying if there is a, if there yeah, is an increase for adding I, I don't think there's games. any reason to increase the fee. It's basically mm-hmm. free money for Nintendo. Why ruin a good thing? I don't think them adding games, especially N64 N64 games, that's not worth increasing the Do you think that's what's next, what they're going to add next, N64? Maybe. Only because Jeff Grubb reposted that YouTube video that said that they were working on Nintendo 64 Classic and a transition to this. That's the only thing that I've ever heard that actually suggested that N64 games coming. I mean, no. yes, because I think it's natural, right? Like we had NES and we had Super Nintendo and, and in on Wii U and on um, Wii, we had N64 virtual console support. So we know it's there. So yeah, I think it's a natural progression, but at the same time, like if it doesn't happen, am I going to feel like, you know, I'm in, I was, we were entitled to it. Not really. I mean, yeah. the thing with N64 and this has always been the issue with the classic is they don't have a license stuff. And if you lose the license and the third party stuff, the library is really <laughs> light. So especially I think if they're going to go the route of, well, we're seeing the Mario 64 remaster. So they're not going to stick that on the N64 online service. Right. Why would I they think they still that? could, that be, but yeah, that would be so 
so stupid they wouldn't do that. I mean, um, it, just for nostalgia purposes, I think no, it, because then somebody depends. like me would go and play Super Mario sixty four on the on the. Why would you do um, that to yourself? Service. Don't do that. <laughs> okay, I'm not saying me specifically, but somebody else who right. might not want to get the sixty dollars no, remaster. I get it. Sure, um, I get it. Can just go play it because it looks slightly better. And maybe that one doesn't launch that. on it. Typically with Wii U, and and I know I'm gonna have the number wrong. Okay, but what like, else are they gonna put on it? Right, like they've had like other games ten N64 games put on for the Switch and sell for sixty dollars. Sure. These N64 games sure. are way more valuable. As okay, let's upres them. Let's stick them in a sixty dollar package with. with a fancy bow instead of sticking it on their twenty dollar online service. Yep. No, they'll go. Um, I think Game Boy, Game Boy Advance route for the next thing Good. that they add if they do. Yeah, that's even if they add if they, it. If they even yeah, add if they to do. it. Yeah. <laughs> the point, yeah At this I point, know. I think you just take your money and you just keep keep getting. I mean, yeah, I I would yeah. think it's a it's a really good prediction to think in the direct that we get in the next two or three weeks. There's probably something with Nintendo yeah. Switch Online in there because the renewal's coming up. I got my email the other day. It was like, hey, you know, make sure you're ready mm-hmm. to renew. So. Another pop up. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm surprised that we haven't seen more games like Tetris 99, the free to play games. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that was one. Have we they gotten really, any others? If they wanted to raise the price, I would love an indie pass, a game pass for indie That's games. That's a good one, yeah. I would go that. that would be amazing. I would go bananas for that. Yeah, I'd give them an extra 20, 30 bucks a year if they were like every month we're giving you an indie game. Sure. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. 30, I, 30 I bucks a year. That I, I, yeah, yeah exactly. I would too. Yeah. I don't understand why they have it. It, it. For them, I think it makes all the sense in the world for an indie pass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next step would be just that. Or like if you know, anything, I would really like a lot of games, like older classic games, just to be available on the store. Um, You know, you don't even have to increase the price. It's like, hey, we're selling this for like two bucks. This random virtual console. Yeah, exactly. Virtual console. $6.99. Or $6.99. I don't care. (laughs) Like, just just have it available because you have it. Sure. Like, why do you tend to keep it? And it's like, fine, I'm going to emulate it. Even add... I mean, I wonder now, now this is my Xbox side of my brain talking, but I wonder if they could go to Sega and they'd be like, hey, all those Sega Ages games you have on the eShop, can we just throw them in Nintendo Switch Online? I, yeah, Good. sure. I'll play a little Outrun and, and, and some Sonic and stuff. You could throw some of that stuff in there. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's so cheap. It really doesn't matter. Like, I'm not going to cancel it to 20 bucks. I can play Tech Mobile, Super Mario World and play online when Splatoon comes and stuff like that. It's, it's, Right now, they have such a no-brainer proposition. It's a no-brainer. Give them 20 bucks. You're good. Or be even cheaper like me. I think our family plan cuts the cut down to like right. $4.80 a person. Like, it's insane. Right? So, it's a no-brainer to just keep doing what you're doing. I don't think they have to earn you to keep doing it um, at that price. Now, if they raise the price, then all of a sudden you raise expectations. And I think mm-hmm. that's where Nintendo might cost themselves a little bit. Because right now... This is a no-brainer. You sign up for it, and you set it, and you have it for years to come. Like, are either of you thinking about canceling it? No. 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 Well, I'm yeah. actually thinking about doing the family plan with my girlfriend and some other of her friends yeah. just to get this deal. There you go. So, yeah. yeah. Like, you wouldn't cancel it because you want to play online. You want to Animal Crossing and Splatoon. And, yeah. Speaking of Splatoon, Team Chicken won the Splatfest. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So our team which I didn't participate. I didn't even touch Splatoon. That's why why we lost. We didn't have our ringers in there. That's true. John Z would like to know the most underrated game in the Zelda and Mario series. This is a great question. It is. I can't answer Mario. a terrible question for me. I'm not going to answer first. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Why are you guys looking at me? 
<laughs> it's like, all right, let's go to the guy that's probably played the least amount of Zelda and Mario games combined. Okay. Combined all right. I'll, I'll go ahead and answer then. Okay. I'm going to make my case. I don't think many people are going to agree with me. That's why I wanted to go last. Underrated <laughs> makes me immediately think of games that were played as much. Right. So I start right. thinking of like some of the portable ones and stuff that weren't like super popular. Um, I have like the Minish Cap, things like that that I can imagine people come up with. I'm going to say The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker is the most underrated Zelda game of all time. Whoa. And I'm going to make my case. Okay. 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 Make your case. I'm curious because that game is not underrated. So Here's I want to hear what you have to say. Um, when that game was announced, people actually booed it on stage. They hated it. When the HD remaster came, did not sell well. It only sold like 2 million copies. There are massive droves of Nintendo Switch owners and Wii U owners and 3DS owners that have never played The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. It's one of the best games in the series. So the, considering the fact that only 8% of the total base have played what I think is a top three game in the incredible franchise, I think by definition, it makes it underrated. Now, is it underknown? Oh, okay. Is it unpo- is it under you know like is is it not I, aware? I think people are aware of it, but I don't think they appreciate it. Undersold, under which is to me different than underrated. I think the Wind Waker is. I think it's underappreciated. and it should be. It's a great game. No, no, I think it's underappreciated. I don't find many many people that 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 talk about. It. I, I I think it's grown in time. It's better than what it was when it launched on GameCube for sure. I agree. Oh, definitely. definitely. And I yeah. think for podcast listeners like. You know, listen to me, of course. And for some, I think, you know, people have found that nostalgia. But the fact that it's always sold so low, I mean, think about the amount of people who've never played it. It's a yeah, lot. Probably not much. Yeah. And how can you really appreciate it if you didn't play it? If you don't know that scene when you go to the castle, if you haven't experienced that, if you haven't seen Shogun Ganon, can you really appreciate it? Can it be appreciated? I don't know. I can appreciate a lot of games that I have not played. Yeah, just I based mean, off actually, of impressions and videos and art style and okay. like you do with Persona, right? You appreciate Persona, I, but you don't not one hundred percent. My first answer for the Zelda one was going to be um, the Minish Cap for a lot of the same reasons that you were talking about. Um, but I think the people under undersold to me doesn't necessarily mean underrated. Um, I think the one of the least popular games is Zelda 2, and I haven't finished that game myself, but I've seen the whole thing many times, um, and I don't think it's a bad game at all. I think that game is underrated. It's very different from other Zelda games, um, but I think if we, we got another look at that Zelda game today, I think, um, I don't know if people would like it. I don't know, but I think mm. it is underrated for what it is. Mm. Yeah. Okay, cool. I don't have an uh, answer for the Mario one. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Uh, but okay, so for Zelda, 3D World. Yeah, yeah, 3D World is probably my answer because not much people, you know, said it. Anyways, for Zelda, I think uh, I only again played only a handful of them, not much. Um, but I want to defend a case for a game that I have not played because I don't think anyone speaks up highly about it anymore. Or back in the 3DS as well as Majora's Mask. And I'm really looking forward to playing that game because of that. The, I know what the the biggest gimmick or or tactic is, you Oof. know, with the time limit. But I've played, so I played out of a copy. Wilds, right? I'm just going to give it to you. You can have it. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, <laughs> uh, so I played Outer Wilds last year. Same. It's it's the same exact kind of concept of like you have um, unlimited time before you know you die, and then you respawn and like go through a different path. And that game was my game of the year last year. 
it may be in part because of that gimmick, but or yeah. or that style. But I, it's I don't like know. Zelda I'm really looking forward to this game. You can get used to the time limit, which I don't think is as bad as people say. Yes, it is a little bit stressful at times, but I think that is intentional. Um, it has some of the greatest themes, the greatest mm-hmm. like th- thematic. Not yep. It has good music, tone, characters, uh, the look. Fantastic. Very good side quests, very good world building. Um, and to me, all of that stuff makes it worth that, you know, that gimmick that it has. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think Majora is a really it. good guess. Um, it's a really good answer. Um, but I point to a lot of people that think Majora Mask is their favorite Zelda game of ever, like of all time. There's <laughs> tons of those people. Really? So if you're using that argument for Majora's Mask, I know I more people whose favorite game is Wind Waker than Majora's Mask. I don't know that many people, I guess. So right. oh, I maybe that's the thing. You you are more popular than than we are. So <laughs> you I know I'm the actually, Zelda fans. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm actually gonna agree with you if if that's your sample and that's what you know. I've just I've heard from a lot of podcast you know folks that I've followed for the years. They love Majora, and I don't I never I heard. That through, for Wind Waker. You go through cycles with Zelda games, especially. There, I think you could even find an image online where they go like in a circle where the Zelda game is announced. It's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Then, like you go through an arc where okay, people hate it again, and then eventually it comes okay. around. It's about time to get remade. And this is where we're at for Skyward Sword, where people did not like Skyward Sword, but now that we're talking oh, about it getting hang remade, on a second. now we're now we're seeing a lot hang of people a have really fond memories of Skyward Sword. I agree with those people because Skyward Sword got like around about 10 out of 10s from every reviewer across the world (laughs) and i objectively Mm -hmm. think skyward sword is not a 10 out of 10 video (laughs) game um so i understand like the backlash because when you slap a 10 out of 10 on something like when ign does it man you gotta really back it up and i think that game drops the ball a little bit a little bit um i'm not saying it's bad or anything i just yeah of all the zelda games that i've played i don't know but you're right you're right there is that cycle um, you're 100% sure. I, I will only point out for, every single Zelda game. for those of us that <laughs> were there with the GameCube. Um, it's probably one of like the earliest, most highlight points where I had a GameCube early and I, and I was playing GameCube. I remember like going and getting Wind Waker and it wasn't like a Zelda launch, like since Twilight Princess was bigger. Skyward Sword was bigger. Breath of the Wild was huge. Like Breath of uh, Wind Waker. People didn't want it. It was cartoony. It was childlike. It was Fisher Price. People wanted Mature Link. Like they paid it. They booed it. They did not like it. And that's why I've always stuck up for it because I've always loved it so much almost because of that reason. It's like you guys are missing, you know, out on this thing. And, and I think my point is lessened with the HD remaster. Right. I think the HD remaster, I agree with you, brought a lot of appreciation back to that game in a different environment where I think gamers collectively are more open to that style of game than they were in 2003. <laughs> you remember back then it was like GTA and all the rise, like people did not want it's like hardcore cartoony, yeah. cute Zelda game, you know? You're right. right. You're so right. Cool. do we have time for one more or two? It's your show, Rebecca. Okay. I'm gonna let's do two more and I'm gonna go out of order here. Kyle wants to know out of all the links in all of the Zelda games, who do you think is the strongest link physically and mentally? I liked this question. That is all these Zelda questions. I I don't think I've (laughs) ever thought of Link's mental aptitude. (laughs) I don't know about mental aptitude, but I do have an answer for strongest Link physically. Is it Twilight Princess? It is Twilight Princess because he is one of the only two. I think there's only two Links that I can think of that go through that extra training. He um, is the descendant, the direct descendant of Ocarina of Time Link. um, And he, um, do you remember... I forget what it's called, but there's that like spirit guardian who meets with him. Yep. Um, it's like that cloudy area and yep. he learns all of those different sword 
Mm -hmm. um, whatever they're called, sword techniques, I yep. think they were called. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, so I think he's probably the strongest physically. You do the the the, the sumo training, um, probably some of like the best equipment, double hook shots. Mm -hmm. Like it's there's a lot mm -hmm. to love. He carries that huge ball and chain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was my mm -hmm. initial thing. Like that was the thing that came to mind initially, strongest. Now the mental one, I don't I, know. <laughs> I feel I like I can make a lot of cases. Like, I don't know, like the original Link. Because, I don't know, like, you had to be mentally aware to even get through that game. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get a freaking Adventures of Link, uh, Pixel Link. <laughs> Pixel Link was quite apt. Um, that'd be my guess. Rover Legend wants to know, what do you consider to be the most timeless Nintendo game ever made? Ooh, timeless. That's a great question. I really <laughs> that's, that's hard. I've got, like, five games. Oh, God. You're not allowed to say more than one. Is it, uh, I, man, I want it to be my timeless Nintendo game, but uh, Super gosh. Mario World. Feel pretty that good could on be that a one. good one. Yeah, mine's um, very related. I was going to pick Yoshi's Island. Good. I feel like you could probably throw a dart at any Super Nintendo game published and developed by Nintendo, and it's probably it pains me not to pick list. Link to the Past, but because of like the menus and the dungeons and stuff, I'm not really necessarily sure if it's. Timeless, timeless is yeah, perfect. I, I feel like it, the mechanics are still what you would expect today. It's classic, but like Super Mario World today is every bit as good and the same as it was it's when it still came polished. out. Polished. It mm -hmm. hasn't. There's like time hasn't lessened any aspect of it. It's still incredible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like wow. great and that's how I game. feel about Yoshi's Island too. I feel like it's very polished. It has um you know a level of depth without being too overly complex. Um, it has a huge amount of levels um, for that yep. time. Um, it has good score. Think good, of the Super uh, Mario World story when you're fighting all the Koopa kids and you do the do 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 and you get mm -hmm. the, the wizard and they both still play well. Yeah. What do you think, Garrett? I had to pick a Super Smash Brothers game. I'm trying Ooh. to. I'm I'm struggling between which one I'm thinking of, but I think I, I I'm settling for this one because I can always play it all the time. It's Super Smash Brothers Melee, I think. And you see, um, this this community has always been there since the beginning as well, because you know it's timeless. And even till today, if you tell a melee character is like, "Hey, Super Smash Brothers for Ultimate is better," it's like, no, the mechanics <laughs> are perfect in melee. The fighting mechanics are just spot on. The hitboxes are great. It still looks fine. Like it's not like most graphic telling, but like it's a tight fighting game has all the characters that you really want nintendo characters you really want together it's not like you know 50 characters or whatever i think it's a pretty good timeless game Try to me. 80. I, I think the yeah, fact 80 that, yeah the fact that there's still a huge amount of like esports competitive behind that single game and not just the mm -hmm. whole smash first franchise but behind melee i think is a testament to that it is timeless I didn't yeah, think of that, but true. I mean, it still has a huge community yeah, today. And isn't yeah. that what Timeless means? Like Evo doesn't play like Mortal Kombat 2 anymore, right? Like, exactly. Like leagues. Like yeah. the, all these new games get updated and they always seemingly adopt it. I'm not that into that scene, so I might just be talking to my ass here. But I think <laughs> like Street Fighter 5 and stuff like I remember like Evos, they're playing the new one, right? Yeah. But like there's always a MASH league. There's a Melee league. I'm saying Smash. Mm -hmm. Smash. It's always a Melee league. It's always a thing. They and always have completely on a different level. Oh my gosh. Like how fast they go is insane. But it, the game's still pretty good to pick up still. And I love the GameCube controller. So yeah, I think that's pretty timeless. Good pick. I think that'll be it for questions this week. Cool. Okay. 
there you guys go. It's 90 minutes of Nintendo Shack goodness for your ears this week. Um, That's going to do it for us this week here in the Nintendo Shack. And I hope you guys look forward to the weeks to come. Now's the time to be excited because we know, because we had them here, Rebecca, those Mario games are coming. I'm so excited. I can feel it. I can feel it in my bones. Like the the hairs are sticking up. I'm like, it's close. I can feel it. Oh, your sense is tingling. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. I can't wait to go. But I was watching um that video and I was just watching like a an, an HD pack over Super Mario 64 and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen it in Unreal? It's insane <sighs> what it looks like in Unreal Engine 4. My wife watched the show with him and when she found out, because I still hadn't told her and she found out that 64 was coming back, she's like, are you serious? That's what I'm telling yeah. you. Like, I'm going to sit down. The whole family's going to play. Like, I can't. The nostalgia trip that I'm going to be on for a weekend is going to be insane. <laughs> Like we're gonna go nuts on Super Mario sixty four. Like there nobody's ever brand done new games for me, so I'm excited. Oh, I can't wait to hear what you think. I really yeah. We'll see how timeless they are. Uh, it's Boom. so weird because I think in today's world, like how can you appreciate what that castle was then? Now you have Odyssey. Now you've got three D world. Like it's so ridiculous. But back then, having free reign camera and you could just go anywhere walk around this castle and jump off the hills and stuff like that was revolutionary for me i was like what yeah <laughs> like it blew my mind i was like wait a minute i can actually just like walk like in a circle <laughs> like around um so i i don't know it's just nostalgia for me it's just pure nostalgia so i'm very interested in hearing what people that have never played it we have several folks in the discord that said they've never played it um shocking to i've me. never played it yeah really Mario 64? No. no I we talked played. about that. Yeah, we I forgot about all about that. <laughs> Immediately when I come to mind, I think <laughs> I was thinking... of me so much that you slid under the radar. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Too busy yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so, yeah. Um, man, I can't wait for you guys. I, I hope I hope it still is worth it. I think it is, but we'll see. Uh, that's going to do it for us this week here in the Nintendo Shack. We wish you the very, very best, and we'll check you out next week. Good night, Kooplings. Bye-bye.